Hey everyone, so this is our first recording of what hopefully will become a long-running and epic Temporal podcast. So I'm Sean, I work at Temporal now as Head of Developer Experience, and Ryland, you want to say hi? Hello, yeah, I'm Ryland, uh, I work at Temporal as well with Sean, uh, and I'm the Head of Product here. Awesome. So let's go right into it. We're here to talk about like what workflows are. I think it's a fundamental concept that really encapsulates what we're trying to do for developers at Temporal. What are Temporal workflows? The trickiest thing is that in the minds of, you know, like the, the world, uh, workflows mean a bunch of different things. And so for now, I'll just define, you know, what a workflow means to Temporal and why we reached that definition. And then, you know, maybe later we can discuss about the different definitions of workflows and how they kind of play in and overlap with, with our definition. So the first thing I think to get out of the way is that a lot of people have confusion, especially in the temporal context of whether a workflow is like a programming or an infrastructure concept. Um, and so I think that that's really the key to understanding the value of workflows in the first place is like, you know, why, why were they needed? What were they trying to replace? Um, and I think that the answer is that they're really uh, meant to be the bridge between what the business wants and how it, it's actually done. So, you know, the, the larger your business grows, the harder it is to kind of separate things out and make sure that responsibilities are well understood between different units. Uh, and, you know, for a long time, there wasn't really like a single unit of work or a single unit that was understood across the business organization in a way that could like, you know, concisely express what the business wanted uh, without running into issues like reliability and availability and things like that. Uh, and so I think like a workflow um, in its most core sense is just a way to represent business logic uh, in a very pure and scalable way. So that's that's sort of what drove the definition for what a temporal workflow is. Um, now, I think there's like specifics that we can go into. So like for for example, um, we consider that a workflow has to be resilient. Why is this important? Because if you look at from the top and the business requirements, um, resiliency is very important to businesses. Like if things don't work, if things get lost, data is lost, um, that's that's essentially non, non-negotiable, non-acceptable. Um, and then the next thing is that it needs to actually execute like work. So it needs to be able to you know run code, run something. Um, and in general, you know, business uh, logic is not like set in stone. It's not something that you write down once and you never change. So a workflow also needs to be able to, you know, react dynamically. It needs to be able to re- respond to external input. Um, and then, and then the last thing, which I think is kind of really core to the distributed systems part of the problem uh, is that, you know, we always run into this time issue when you're dealing with things in life, things in physics, things in computer science. Um, you have this issue where like, it's really hard to, you know, express a unit of work over a very long or a very short period of time, especially if it could be, you know, both of those or either of those. Uh, and so one of the core parts, the last core part of a workflow to us is like, you know, having the ability to do things like timeouts and, and sleeps and being able to kind of represent arbitrary length periods of work um, very concisely and very clearly. What's your personal relationship? Like what, what is, what do people use if they don't have workflows right like what what is the alternative and maybe what have you used in the, in the past and how, how do you map your personal experience of course so i think that's the beautiful thing about workflows is that like the answer of to the question is that people are always using workflows. Uh, the difference is whether the workflow is implicitly defined by like, you know, how, how you write your code or like it's explicitly defined by, you know, temporal telling you this is what a workflow is. And so um, I think that's sort of the crux of the problem itself is that, you know, every, everyone needs workflows. Um, workflows are inseparable part of, you know, um, basically building a business that needs software. Uh, and so what people end up doing is they all make their own version of it. And then, you know, eventually you reach this critical mass where and there's enough difference in the type of workflows that people are, you know, representing the 
the, the business logic with um, that it creates these like sort of nuclear uh, situations within a company where there's so much difference of opinion and there's so little consistency in the way that things are communicated um, that it starts really hurting the business's ability to, you know, grow and scale and, you know, make money. Uh, and so I think that's really where, you know, like temporal kind of fits in where it's like, okay, you have this point where everyone needs workflows because that's the way that you express, you know, what the business is doing in software. Uh, but you can't have everyone just doing whatever they want, right? Then it becomes this huge mess. And so temporal is sort of the standardization in that sense. Basically, what I'm trying to get at is when I, when I talk to some customers, they might be trying to string together a bunch of different tools. It's like a, it's like a chain, like this Lambda calls this Q, this Q calls this other thing, this this other thing calls another thing is that the workflow is that is that, is that what people do currently and they're okay with it <laughs> like so for context and it's like perfect because i actually didn't know anything about workflows until i started working at temporal essentially like it was just a completely like irrelevant part of my life up until I started, you know, I'm learning more about temporal. And so I was exactly of that perspective. And I, I think the thing that's very interesting about it now as someone who understands workflows a lot uh, is I, I see it very similarly to how I was before I learned about relational databases, right? So I understood what key value stores were. I understood, you know, exactly how to use a NoSQL database, but I didn't really understand that relational databases were a thing. I didn't understand the fundamental, you know, like um, usefulness behind them. Once I learned about relational databases, I couldn't use a NoSQL database without trying to make it relational. Like even in the cases where I'm still using, you know, like MongoDB, I was trying to fake relations in the way that I store keys and values uh, because I'd already learned that that mental model and it was kind of something I couldn't go back from. And so I think that's the case where like, yeah, I was writing a ton of things which were implicit workflows before, but I just didn't really realize it. Like it was just something that wasn't, you know, I didn't have that concept in my head to map it to. Uh, and so it really just took understanding that there was this way of doing things. And then like going back and even looking at the things that I built before I knew about workflows, I went, oh, wow. That was just a really poorly designed workflow system that we built uh, because we didn't know that there were these requirements that surface after a long enough period of time. And so I think that's, again, kind of goes back to the beauty of Temporal. Yeah, this isn't Temporal's official marketing, but I do tend to refer to Temporal as a framework for this reason. You know, what is a framework for apart from like something that, that you probably would implement on your own, but just done better because it's just really battle tested and, and done at scale and really thought through. Um, what is the relationship of workflows and state machines? Um, I think it, it all just comes down to like statefulness. Uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, if you're trying to represent some sort of, again, long lived business logic, um, you have to be storing the the state that represents, you know, whatever is happening in that business process somewhere. Um, and like if, if anyone is of the mindset that you don't need to store the state, well, I mean, if you're doing a bank transaction, you can never afford for like the state to disappear, right? So like there's a non-negotiable aspect for a majority of use cases. And so um, the problem is that the moment that, again, this, this whole time thing comes into play again. Uh, and you need to represent this state across a period of arbitrary time, months, days, years, whatever it is. Um, it, it becomes very important that you have a reliable way to keep that state safe and keep that state in a, in a place where if something, you know, catastrophic happens, you don't lose access to all the data and all the way that, you know, your business is currently running. Um, because again, like I think when it comes down to it, for, for a lot of companies, workflows literally represent the current state of the business. Like you can go and look at like the spreadsheets and what the salesman and the CEO was saying, but like at the end of the day, like if you want to know what's happening with uber right now like you go and look at like what the workflows are doing right because that's that is what uber is doing as a business right now um and so i think that you know that's that's a 
the problem is that you have to maintain the state. You have to have some sort of reliable way of expressing it. And so um, what you end up doing in your in your code as a developer without a workflow system is, you know, building all of these different mechanisms to, to statefully like sort of log um, where your code is at that point in time. So if there is this catastrophic event, you can go back and, you know, at least um, stay where you were and not have to restart from the beginning and not lose people's money or data or whatever it is. Uh, and so I think that, you know, that sort of generic problem, it just happens so often across so many different use cases that eventually just makes sense to surface it in sort of a official and um, very, you know, straightforward way. Cool. That's about all the time that we have. So it's a nice recap of what we think the value of the workflow brings to people. And um, hopefully we'll be back with another topic next time.